welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 15, Marriage Pioneers. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me for today's episode. So Friday was Pioneer Day, which is an official holiday in Utah and is celebrated on July 24th. This holiday commemorates the first group of pioneers from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints entering into the Salt Lake Valley in 1847. One reason I love this pioneer celebration is that it came after a time of much hardship. The members of the church were forced out of Nauvoo, Illinois, escaping discrimination and real, real harsh intentional violence. They really did experience some challenging times. Houses were burned down and lives were lost and yet they still pressed forward. In the past, there were times when I found that I would sometimes tune out when talks of pioneers began. I did not come from a long line of church pioneer stock with amazing stories of religious devotion. Both of my parents were converts to the church, and for some reason, when I would hear others share their family pioneer heritage and the impact they had on several generations, I made it mean that I was somehow less, like I wasn't good enough since I didn't have that same type of legacy. I know how ridiculous that was, and I really didn't enjoy feeling that way. So I decided to start challenging myself and the way I thought about pioneers. As I started to develop a greater understanding of what it really means to be a pioneer and to be involved in the adventure of pioneering, I found new ways to apply pioneering to my own life, and I started to feel amazing about it. Now, I even consider myself to come from pioneers because my parents were kind of like pioneers in their own way by being some of the first in their families to join the church. The beauty of pioneering is that we can all be involved in it in our own unique way. In order for us to really start to catch this pioneering spirit, let's unfold how it's defined and see how we might be inspired to apply this on a personal level and even how we can apply it to our marriage and even intimacy. So let's start off with the noun definition. A pioneer can be defined as a person who is among the first to explore or settle a new country or area, a person who helps open a new line of thought, a new activity, or a new method, a person who helps create or develop a new idea, a person who begins something new, a person who helps prepare the way for others, And this last definition caught me kind of off guard, and it says, 
A pioneer is a plant or animal capable of establishing itself in a bare, barren, or open area, initiating an ecological cycle. So a pioneer is a person who is often the first to explore something new or unfamiliar. Even listening to this podcast makes you a pioneer if it's challenging you to explore your own thoughts and thinking processes in a way that is unfamiliar and new for you. For many of us who are hoping for improvement in our marriage, we may think to ourselves, why should I do all of the work to try and make this better? And there are often feelings of anger or resentment that goes along with that type of thinking. But we have the opportunity to make our efforts to improve the marriage way more meaningful, like an adventure to embark on, exploring new ground and discovering something wonderful. Having a pioneering mindset makes you the trailblazer, the fierce woman of the wilderness, like Eve, making decisions to try something new on your quest for wisdom. And also like Adam, who paved the way for the men of the entire world by participating in creating something absolutely incredible, other human beings, as he listened to the thoughts of his wife and then joined her to start the process. Now, exploring new thought processes, like the ones that come from life coaching, is much like settling new land or a new area of your mind that has remained somewhat unexplored, hidden, and maybe even somewhat untapped. As you continue to increase your own thought awareness, you are laying out the new pathways that are much more beneficial in the land of your mind's thoughts. I love that a pioneer is defined as a person who helps open up a new line of thought. Not only will they do this for themselves, but their courage to have embarked on such a journey can be of tremendous help for others as well. Pioneers are helpful, and this desire to help can show up even between spouses. As a new way of thinking starts to cultivate in your mind, you will be able to share pieces of it with your spouse, and then they will have new information to challenge their own line of thought. So by being the first to do your own thought exploration, you help your spouse with theirs as well, even if it doesn't seem obvious. And just like settling new territory takes time, trying to adopt a new way of thinking can also take time. Be patient with yourself as you walk this unfamiliar ground and be patient with your spouse if they don't seem to be as quick or as efficient as you might want. Pioneers that are patient often find it is well worth the effort. Pioneers are creators. They help develop something new that wasn't there before. If something is missing in the intimacy between you and your spouse, the pioneer spirit can inspire a creative new approach to help develop something more meaningful and significant between you. 
How can you bring your creativity to the forefront? Maybe your artistic talents could be drawn upon when trying to design or craft or create a new thought. What is your marriage asking you for? Where an artistic or creative thought would supply a new answer. Is there a talent that you want to continue refining that would maybe help you feel more gratitude if that is what you think you want to increase in your relationship? What could you paint that would help you feel more grateful for your spouse this week? Creativity can often bring about changes that are even better than you hoped for. I have actually had a chance to witness some of this myself. When I first became a life coach and learned how to start challenging my own thought process, I really, really, really wanted my husband to be on the same page as me. Now, he completely supported me and all that I was learning, and he supported how much I loved it and how much I valued it. But just because I was ready to really start using it in my life did not mean that he was. In fact, he was just in the thick of things at work. This was not something that he viewed as a major need to do at that time in his life. And boy, did I ever feel impatient. But I used my life coaching skills on myself. I allowed myself to feel the feeling of impatience without acting on it or trying to force him to implement the techniques. I gave him space and I gave him room, never forcing it. In time, he started to notice a shift in things, and that piqued his interest. He started paying just a little more attention and genuinely became more and more curious about it. Do not underestimate the power of natural, genuine curiosity that a spouse can develop over time by witnessing the changes within you. Slowly but surely, it started to affect him. It moved him. That pioneer spirit kicked in. One way this happened was that he felt inspired to use his creativity and passion to do something new, to increase his own spirituality and closeness to the Savior. He started by composing new songs and lyrics on the guitar that challenged some of his old ways of thinking. This step opened his mind and his heart and helped him progress in new and unexpected ways. As a result of this challenge to think differently and his desire to be closer to the Savior, he did something unexpected. He created a YouTube channel called The Art of Righteousness. You should check it out. He starts each video by talking about a personal challenge and the lessons he has learned or is learning as a result. Then he plays an original song that was inspired by his topic. His entire purpose in doing this is to share his unique experience and process of conversion 
as well as the importance of his relationship with the Savior. This is totally embracing the pioneer spirit, including the vulnerability that goes along with doing something new. He is sharing his testimony, creativity, and passion with missed notes and all. He has been experiencing firsthand the deep and amazing impact we can feel when we don't bury our creativity or talents, but actually let them shine and help lead the way for others to do the same, using their own creativity to help them draw closer to the Savior. He so badly wants others to share in this experience and is now trying to encourage others to share their unique journey and their unique voice, whether through music, painting, poetry, or whatever it may be, to reach even more of Heavenly Father's children. Whether or not you want to share your unique art of righteousness on YouTube, we could ask ourselves this question. What will your pioneer spirit lead you to do differently or to create something new first for your own development and progression and then to help others do the same we are created to be unique and we are created to stand out and we are created to be trailblazers and paving the way i would love to see what we could accomplish when we each magnify that pioneer spirit the final noun definition of the word pioneer is the one that really had me intrigued. It was the one about a plant or animal being capable of establishing itself in a bare, barren, or open space and initiating an ecological cycle. Now, even though this particular definition has to do with plants and animals, we can totally still apply it to our own lives. We can be involved in establishing ourselves in whatever bare, barren, or open area or situation we are in. We can totally initiate our own type of ecological cycle and a cycle that is essential to sustain the life of our mental and emotional well-being. Do we ever feel like we are living or just merely surviving in a marriage that might be in a bare or barren state. To be living in a bare state means to be lacking in something, like a protective covering or even lacking an important tool. It's to feel exposed and vulnerable, in short supply, having nothing left over or nothing added, and maybe even to feel worthless. We may even feel like intimacy is like a barren wasteland, not producing the wonderful emotions or meaningfulness that we hoped it would, or that it's lacking the interest or charm or romance we dreamed possible. But what might happen if we really started to establish ourselves and our capacity to initiate our own ecological cycle? What would that even look like? An ecological cycle can be defined like this. The various self-regulating processes that recycle the Earth's limited resources 
like water, carbon, nitrogen, and other elements that are essential to sustain life. It's a natural process in which elements are continuously cycled in various forms between the different compartments of the environment. So are we starting to see how we can apply this to ourselves yet? Humans also experience various self-regulating processes that recycle our limited resources in various forms between the different compartments of our bodies, like the compartment of the mind and the compartment of the heart. If you listened to last week's episode, number 14, about hidden energy, this will totally line up. But can you guess which process just might be the most fun and exciting and most incredible? If you guessed the thinking cycle, you got it right. This means that we can be involved in a self-regulating process where we self-regulate our thoughts and we self-regulate our emotions and allow the energy that comes from them to travel and transform throughout our system. Learning how to self-regulate changes everything. Learning how to self-regulate our thoughts initiates a change in our entire thinking system, meaning from our mind to our feelings and from our feelings to our bodies, which carry out the corresponding actions that ultimately give us our results. This is awesome. If this seems like it's an impossible task, then go to my website at www.creatingtheconnectedcouple.com and let's start coaching and working together. We are the pioneers of the thoughts we choose to think about our spouse, about our marriage, and about intimacy. As we begin to initiate the use of our higher brain by challenging old and effective thoughts, we also initiate the use of the thinking skills that are more beneficial to our relationship. Now, let's move over to the verb definition. If you are involved in the act of pioneering, then you are actively involved in something and you are taking action. This means that you are in the process of developing a new method of something. You are the first to use or apply a new area of knowledge. You are the first to experiment with a new activity. You are opening something new and preparing the way for others to follow. You are originating something. Look at all of those action words. Develop, apply, try open, prepare, and originate. Being involved in pioneering is not a sedentary process. It's active. Take a moment to reflect on your actions this past week, specifically in your marriage, and let's see how they line up. Are your actions involved in developing something new that is beneficial to your marriage? And if so, what are you developing? If not, what is something new that you would like to develop in your marriage? Are your actions during the week developing a new cycle that is healthy to your marriage? Or is it doing damage? 
Are you applying any new knowledge that you gain to yourself first? Or are you expecting your spouse to be the first one to apply it? So let's take a minute to think about this. How do you want to honor the pioneering spirit in your own life? What do you want to be the first to explore? What new line of thought do you want to open up in your marriage? What do you want to create this year that will help increase the closeness between you and your spouse that you can celebrate next year? That can easily become a wonderful addition to any of the parades or parties that you might be involved in. As we get to the end of this episode, let's remember that it might be a little easier than you think to be able to communicate your pioneer spirit and any accompanying desires to embark on new adventures, even in marriage. You can simply state what you want to create in your marriage and how you want to be the one to take that first brave step. You could say something like, I would really love to create an atmosphere where we feel like we can express our feelings just a little bit more. So I think I will start things off by being the first to admit to my part in last night's argument. Now that's courage, that's trailblazing, and that's pioneering. From a scriptural point of view, there are many examples of people who have showed a pioneer spirit. Of course, from the Bible, we have Adam and Eve, and from the Book of Mormon, we have Lehi and Sariah taking their family into the wilderness. Two awesome couples who go out in the wilderness and face new territory together. But we also have John the Baptist because while he may not have been the first to travel the roads he walked on, he helped prepare the way for others to be able to prepare themselves to follow the Savior. He was just one person doing good in the wilderness. As we embark on our own individual journey in the wilderness, what kind of path are we paving for others? How will our journey affect the people around us, even our spouse? How will our pioneer spirit affect our children and even future generations? The Savior was the ultimate pioneer, teaching us to look inward, making sure our mind and our heart are doing things for the right reasons. He performed incredible acts of love to pave the way for us to return to our Heavenly Father. This next week, let's see if we can be the first in our marriage to take a look inward and challenge those old thoughts and old feelings that are not doing any benefit for our marriage. Let's look inward and see what our motives are. Let's be pioneers of the value of strong marriages in society, and in our country. Let's try to increase those self-regulating skills and harness our creativity. And let's look inward and find that courage to go out into the wilderness of our marriage and see what kind of difference we can make. 
Because remember, the more you restore that pioneer type of intimacy within yourself, the more you can restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you will join me again next week.